Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith, a pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute. And today, um, our show topic is Prosperity versus Poverty Affirmations, Creating Balance. Um, and I thought this would be a really great show topic today because um, affirmations are such um, an affirming, such a great way uh, to help us learn how to change our life and, and help us to materialize the things that we want in our life. But um, in order for us to really know how to use affirmations um, effectively, we have to understand um, how to create balance. And when I talk about um, creating balance, um, I'm really speaking about um, knowing how to um, uh, have mindfulness um, in, in using our our words. So I'm going to ask you to to bear with me as uh, we go through the program, and um, and uh, you know we'll we'll just kind of see what happens. Prosperity affirmations um, have to do with thinking, and thinking and believing in ways that promote and encourage positive actions and positive results. Poverty affirmations is a way of thinking talking, and believing. It is a state of mind. Poverty affirmations is a belief in lack and limitation. What are we saying and doing to ourselves that put us in one state or another? Today, um, we're going to talk about having emotional balance and how to begin to use our words and thinking mindfully to create the life that we truly want for ourselves. Um, As I stated earlier, I want to first talk about emotional balance, what it is, uh, when you know you have it, when you don't know, and how to create it. Because once you understand the concept, knowing the difference between how you feel and what you think, it becomes easier to work with prosperity affirmations because you understand the emotional state you have to be in in order to make them work effectively. 
it is so much easier to take care of others than it is to take care of ourselves. To forget ourselves, we often forget ourselves in the hustle and the bustle of life. How many of us view ourselves as selfish if we give the appearance of taking any time for ourselves? I am reminded of the instructions the airline steward or stewardess gives during takeoff. In case of an emergency, the airbag will deploy. Place the oxygen mask on yourself first. If there are children or others who need your assistance, once you have placed your mask on securely, then assist the others. These are simple instructions, yet so difficult to obey. What are the commitments that you are making to yourself? How often do you find yourself eating foods that are unhealthy, participating in behavior that is not productive or spiritually uplifting, ignoring signals that your body or mind may be giving you that something's not right? Are you staying involved in relationships, whether love, personal, work, or social, that are no longer resonating with your spirit? Are you keeping yourself financially bound because of an inability or an unwillingness to change? As I was coaching a client one day, we had a conversation about mindfulness when thinking. Now, one could easily say, what does mindfulness and emotional balance have in common? And I would say, good question. First, let me define mindfulness. It is the ability and desire to consciously and deliberately take in the essence of the words being formed in your mind. It is the willingness to understand the intention behind the words being formed and the choice to change unhealthy thinking when required. This is mindfulness. Mindfulness plays a huge part in how we manifest our desires, whether healthy or unhealthy results materialize. I asked my client the question, how did that make you feel? Immediately, they began to express to me their thoughts. I listened patiently, really listened. Then I asked them again, how did that make you feel? You've explained to me your thoughts. Now I want to know the feelings. Initially, this person had a difficult time with understanding that they were identifying thoughts and not feelings. Finally, they said to me, this is an area that I will need to work on. I'm not sure how to express my feelings. I thanked them for their honesty and acknowledged them for their insight. This is an area that many people struggle and don't even realize the problem. 
What problem, you may ask? Good question. The problem that develops when we as human beings don't have a clue as to whether we are thinking from our head or feeling from our heart. Our head or brain, to be more exact, is the intellectual part of ourselves. This part of ourself is created to reason, to process events and stimuli from the environment. Our emotions are that part of ourselves that allow us to identify our feelings. Emotions are stimulated by the information our brain gives to our heart. Okay, because our heart is the area of our body that responds to our emotions, we tend to guard this area more stringently than we do our mind. For example, when you are hurt, either emotionally or physically, your brain is the area that determines what the feeling will be. The brain says something to the effect of, this is painful. This pain feels bad. Pain hurts. When the heart receives this information, it obeys by emitting not-so-good-feeling sensations. Barriers, just like boundaries, can be good. The problem becomes when barriers prevent us from moving forward, keep us stuck, disable us from feeling our heart. We need to understand that the heart is very resilient. It is flexible and able to withstand the pain that it is sometimes required to endure. The exact emotions we protect ourselves from are the necessary emotions needed to know the difference. I talked about the dangers of not being able to feel from the heart. Now allow me to describe the benefits of being able to feel from the heart and express it. Feelings from the heart allow you the ability to experience a wide range of emotions, sadness, empathy, sorrow, peace, love, joy, silliness, relief. The truth is you can't close out one set of emotions without closing out the full range. Feelings from your heart is the ability, feeling from your heart is the ability to decipher what's going on with you right now. Our feelings allow us to communicate a language that goes beyond words. Stop for a moment and experience for yourself. Take a minute to think about something positive. As a thought materializes in your brain, what emotions of feeling are you experiencing from your heart? Remember that if you're not used to feeling, allowing your heart to do the talking, you'll tell me what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. 
Now visualize about something you perceive as being negative. What type of feeling do you experience from your heart? Feelings allow us to express ourselves in ways that our brain cannot understand. The ability to think with your head and feel with your heart is truly a measure of balance. Once we can feel with our heart, think from our head, and understand the difference, we will gain better control over the thoughts we choose to think. With control and mindfulness, we can learn how to open our hearts when the need to express emotions arise and think with our heads when appropriate and know the difference. That is creating emotional balance. Now, emotional balance and understanding the difference between thinking from our head and feeling from our heart is really important when we begin to talk about affirmations because whether we say an affirmation in the positive or in the negative or uh, in the the prosperity or in the poverty, um, the emotion we put behind it is what fuels it. And so, you know, when we say affirmations, we have to be so clear about where are we, you know, where are we, where are we coming from? Am I coming from a heart base? Am I thinking with my head? Prosperity affirmations versus poverty affirmations. It's all about your way of thinking. What is a prosperity Affirmation. Prosperity affirmation is a way of thinking, talking, and believing. It is a state of mind. It is a way of thinking that reflects growth, gratitude, and plenty. Prosperity affirmation is the healthy desire, ability, and passion to focus on a goal. It is also the willingness to take the necessary steps despite obstacles to make it happen. These concepts are important because if prosperity is reflective of abundance, wealth, and good fortune, it only makes sense that growth, gratitude, and plenty are necessary ingredients. Prosperity affirmation has to do with thinking, talking, and believing in ways that promote and encourage positive actions and positive results. Prosperity is often associated with money and finances. When most people hear or speak the word prosperity, it is directly related to money. Wouldn't it be nice if we learned at an earlier age to think of our lives in terms of health, family, wealth, career, and social prosperity. The ability to think positively is a sign of mental maturity. These types of thinking processes lead to self-actualization. There is a shift 
from self-centeredness to being more concerned about not only self, but others. Wouldn't it be nice to feel more control over your dreams and goals? Prosperity affirmation starts with our thinking process. We learn how to believe in ourselves and our abilities. We are able to have greater resilience in life. We are able to bounce back from challenges and make it through adversity without getting stuck in the pits of despair. Prosperity affirmation is the ability to see things as you want them to be, the ability to visualize what you want for your life and keep that vision despite obstacles that might distract you. The analogy of a glass being half full versus half empty is very appropriate for this prosperity affirmation versus poverty affirmation perspective. Prosperity is definitely looking at the glass as being half full. Affirmations are used by prosperity thinkers. Positive thoughts and phrases are repeated to oneself. The more positive words and thoughts are spoken by self and others, the more the words become a part of your best self. This is a concept that is common to those who consider themselves to be prosperous and those who desire to be prosperous. These are just a few characteristics of uh, prosperity thinkers. Word watchers are prosperity thinkers who are committed to being mindful and purposeful of the words they use. They practice thought and word consciousness. They learn to use language that leads them to the direction of their dreams and goals. Faith is a characteristic of prosperity. Prosperity requires one to believe that their dreams and goals are materializing in the midst of not seeing any visible results. One must have faith that through hard work, passion, determination, and desire, good things will materialize. Teachable is a characteristic that one must possess. Prosperity requires the ability to be open to learning new things. One must be able to take direction from another and be willing to be the learning student and not draw upon everything that you think you already know. Self-inventory is required of prosperity thinkers. One must be willing to do an honest inventory of strengths and weaknesses, understanding weaknesses but building on your strengths. Learn how to turn weaknesses into strengths. Mentoring is important. Prosperity consciousness or prosperity conscious individuals seek out those who have achieved what they desire. 
shadowing experts is a sure way of learning the written and unwritten rules of your trade or the area you are exploring. Sharing of knowledge and helpfulness towards others is required. One must be willing to give of themselves. It is essential that in order to prosper, one must determine how they will contribute to others and the world around them. Do some volunteer work. Mentor someone while others give to charitable causes. It is important to understand prosperous thinking yields positive results. This does not mean that every thought, feeling, and emotion will be positive. It does mean that positive thoughts will be focused on more than negative thoughts. Reflection. What are characteristics you identify with prosperity thinking? Are there areas of your life where you can increase prosperity thinking? How can thinking more prosperously change your life? Hmm. What is a poverty affirmation? Poverty affirmation is a way of thinking, talking, and believing. It is a state of mind. Poverty affirmations is a belief in lack and limitation. Few may be willing to admit or even believe that their philosophy is based upon these principles. The actual process of poverty thinking can be difficult to identify. Many people don't recognize the red flags. Looking at our thought process, we may hold certain beliefs that are not aligned with our dreams and goals. Poverty thinking may have developed from the environment where you work, from your parents, or your learned customs and beliefs. Your positive beliefs may be overshadowed by another's negativity. Negative emotions, when fueled, attract and promote feelings of pessimism and hopelessness. Looking at our thought process, we may hold certain beliefs, again, that are not aligned with our dreams and goals. Lack and limitation don't travel alone. They have buddies who tag along. Hate is a strong and intense dislike of a person, place, or thing. Resentment is to hold negative feelings against another about real or perceived injustices. Envy is when you don't feel happy or good about the good fortune of others, and instead you wish their good fortune belonged to you. 
Jealousy is affectionately known as the green-eyed monster. It is being fearful that someone has more success or advantage than you have. It can be a belief that someone will do better or has done better than you. Revenge is to injure, punish, or harm someone for a real or perceived injustice. Apathy is the feeling of indifference or lack of concern for people, places, or things that are that are of interest to most. Guilt is an overwhelming feeling of loss, disappointment, or sorrow. Doubt is a feeling of insecurity and uncertainty. When one is unable to feel confident and sure about decisions and or situations. These are just a few poverty-thinking emotions that we all experience from time to time. When feelings and thoughts such as these are meditated on for long periods of time, they can attract and promote feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. The analogy of the glass being half empty is appropriate for this poverty thinking process. Those who view the glass as being half empty tend to focus on what is not going right, what happened that was wrong. They have difficulty taking responsibility for the part they play in situations in their lives not going the way they envisioned. Poverty thinkers are often unable or unwilling to recognize that they have a choice to feel miserable and stuck or that they can choose to make changes. It takes a conscious effort to recognize when your way of thinking is not producing the results you desire. It takes desire to want different outcomes than what you are getting. It is impossible to be grateful and grievous at the same time. Poverty and prosperity thinking can never share the same space at the same time. We must choose which state of being we will allow to take up most of our time and space. Reflection. If you had an opportunity to change a poverty-thinking thought, what would that thought be? How can you tell when your thinking has transitioned from poverty to prosperity thinking? Are there any advantages when poverty thinking might be advantageous? These are just a few thoughts that um, you know that I'd like for you to to meditate on, um, because again, when it comes to prosperity thinking, um, if you don't understand.
um, how your, um, you know, if you don't understand um, about um, emotional balance, um, how to have it, um, when you don't have it, how to create it, um, it becomes, um, you know, if you don't understand it, then it's going. To, it becomes very difficult um, to change, and it becomes very difficult to allow um, prosperity affirmations to take effect in your life. Okay, all right. Well, we are going to bring this edition to um, of positively affirmative to a close, and we want to thank you, our listening audience for tuning in. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute where we teach women how to create positive shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the director of their own life stories. Is your life story one you'd love to see improve? If so, call me for a complimentary 30-minute coaching session and learn how to edit your life story. You can call us at 440 440- Two two one seven eight three six, or email us at kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. Join us every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. All right, everybody, abundant blessings.